welcome to Small Steps Living, the The podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and And enjoy enjoy the show. show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am going to be talking to you about something that I've actually written about twice before. And it's an issue that's very close to my heart and you'll soon understand why. When I first moved into the house that we're currently living in, it had a big, huge island bench and I was in heaven. Two of my kids could sit there eating their breakfast. One was still in the high chair and I could be pottering about in the kitchen. I was like, this has changed my life because you know how long it takes kids, toddlers to eat. I don't think I'm alone there. Well, if your kids just sit down and eat everything that's put in front of them straight away and gobble it up, I want your children. We can swap for a week. That would be awesome. (laughs) And I thought it was really, really great. And I was using it for breakfast and and then lunch and and then dinner. And I was just kind of doing the dishes, standing up, eating my own dinner, watching them sitting down, eating theirs. What? Like everything that I've learned about mindful eating and being in a restful state, appreciating the food, all that thing, it was all gone out the window as I was just like partying my island bench. So much easier to clean up one spot. Anyway, uh, I then realized, hmm, this isn't the way I want to do things around here. So I shifted it up and I moved us back to the kitchen table. And it was amazing and has been an amazing thing. The reason why I first wrote about how awesome the island bench is, is because it was convenient and great for me as a mum. The reason I wrote about the kitchen table And why that was so amazing was because of connection. And that's what I wanted to talk about today was the things that I am discovering about parenting and food and how they can come together to create a really meaningful experience. So I'm just going to start with afternoon tea, which... possibly the most important meal of the day in my family right now because kids come home from kindy, from school, from care, whatever it is. I mean, I have a a six-year-old boy coming home every day from school hungry. And if I'm not ready for that meal, well, good luck, Lisa. Uh, So I try to have a few things on standby and that's probably another podcast episode. But what I've found is usually I'd just give them something, I'd be I'd hang out washing or, you know, they sort of eat on the fly while they're on their bikes. And I've started this new little routine and it's made such a difference to the way our afternoons feel. And that is that we come home, I open up the doors to our balcony. It's still very hot here in Brisbane. And we all sit out there and eat together And they kind of lounge about, someone's on swing on the hammock, someone else is sitting next to me on the couch, someone else is just being random as kids are. But we're eating, we're sharing a drink and they just start talking. I don't have to say anything. 
I'm just there and then they start talking about their day. And it's become this thing that if I think, oh, I might just give mum a call or I might just do something while they're having afternoon tea, mum, are you coming to sit with us? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I can totally take 15 minutes to sit with you guys right now. And everyone gets their cup filled, everyone gets heard. If there's stuff that's got to come out about their day, whatever, we also can create a bit of a structure for the rest of the afternoon. You know, at this stage, it's only three o'clock, 3.30, so a few hours until dinner time. And I might let them know my expectations for that time. And then they decide what they're going to do. And it gives everyone this little framework to operate under after a period of connection. And it's so simple. (laughs) And you might do this already, but it's totally revolutionized our afternoons. And I know so many people have to get to practices here and there, and we've got things on Tuesday and Wednesdays, but it's only, they're only sort of 5, 5.30, which is, you know, an issue itself. Uh, And I just wanted to share how amazing that's been. And I've started doing that based on what happened when I moved everyone away from the, the island bench back to the kitchen table. Now, we were still having great conversations at the island bench, and I still use that place sometimes for sure, but it's become much more of a routine for us to go through the process of setting a table and then sitting down at the table together and eating and talking. And it's really hard for them to stay still. I feel like I sound like my mother all the time. Like sit up straight. Don't talk with your mouth full. But Isn't that kind of like a rite of passage? I actually do want my kids to have good table manners. (laughs) And this is just what we go through as parents, if that's something that's important to us. But the thing that I do when we sit down at the table is, is we share and talk about the food. So I'll put a few bowls of things on the kitchen table you know, a bowl of potato and sweet potato, a bowl of other veggies, a bowl, you know, a plate of sausages or chicken strips or something. And everyone chooses their bits, which I find leads to much better intake of food all round. And then we just talk. And I always ask them what was the best part of their day. And so does Nick. What was the best part of their day? And then what was the worst part of their day? And it's really interesting that the worst part stuff is sometimes where I I learn most about my children, especially my son, who's, you know, dealing with big stuff in the school playground. Wow, that's not easy, that stuff, is it, to parent? And my daughters too. I might not know. They might need to get something off their chest, but there's no opportunity for them to do it apart from perhaps behavior that isn't great. Uh, And I just want to give them the opportunity to the good and the bad and the what we learnt today. And sometimes they've got nothing bad to say. Sometimes they can't even remember what happened that day, which is crazy. But, you know, they really struggle with that sometimes. And I just love it. It has, it gives us a whole different 
moment of connection as a family. And that's what my second blog post was about, was the different types of way we can we connect these days. We can just passively connect by watching something on TV or you know, watching a Facebook Live. You can then you can kind of engage a little bit. You can write back. You can do, you know, engage slightly, actively connect, or you can really pick up the phone and call someone, or you can sit down and have a conversation. You can meet up. It can be in real life. And that is the stuff that is missing in our modern life. Don't you agree? We think that these other forms of communication are keeping us connected, but are they? I just wonder. And some there's, you know, amazing communities online. And I would say the Small Steps Living membership is one of those amazing communities and the women in there are a total testament to that. You, coming together, common likes uh, and goals and um, backgrounds, you know, but total acceptance and cheerleading in a way that I don't really see in many other places online. In fact, a few of them have said the only reason that they got back onto Facebook was to join that group and that's the only thing that they check because it's so positive. But even that, it's amazing. But how are we connecting in real life to the people around us and the people that really matter to us? I definitely feel like that type of connection, even with Nick. I mean, we're, we're living side by side here in this house. We're parenting side by side, working side by side, all those things. But are we connecting outside of just that superficial stuff? And are we doing that with our friends, with our parents, with our siblings, you know, if you like them? <laughs> uh, it really matters. It especially matters with our kids. And I fall so easily into the trap of thinking that just being around them is connecting. And it's not because I've seen the difference. I can be home when they're home from school. I can be here physically, but are we really connecting? And my little challenge, my little small step to you today would be to try to find more of those moments of real life connection. Because I've seen the way that it's transformed my family. It really has. And I'm not saying dinner time is easy. Dinner time is not a super huge fun time in our house. People don't eat. I might put too much on, my, on their plates. Nick hates waste, you know, just, it can go on and on. I've tried something new. They've rejected it. Look, all of that, that's just going to happen. That is part and parcel. We will not get it right all the time. We should not take that to be the biggest catastrophe ever. What's more important is the conversation that happens around that table and how my kids feel about sitting down to eat with their families and that they have an opportunity to be heard and that people care. You know, it's, it's simple stuff. And I'm most probably preaching to the converted here, and this is something that you guys practice all the time, but I know that the convenience of an island bench was so cool, and it still is, but going that extra little mile, setting a table, sitting down, and, you know, this is something that I want to be doing at breakfast time too. Not there yet. 
Uh, but I want to be. I also want to be an example to them of someone who sits down and eats properly, you know, so they see the types of foods that I'm eating and then that will encourage them to try them. So that's my little story for today. Connection around the kitchen table. Connection around food. How it is such an important ingredient in this life that we're living. And so many of us can get so focused on the food and quite uptight about the food or the type of food. But really what they'll remember is not the day they started eating broccoli or they'll just remember how they felt around that table. So a small steps reminder to connect where we can with the people that matter. See you guys. For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time.